Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am your host, Heather Hansen O'Neill, and we have another wonderful episode for you today. I can't wait to dive into the conversation, but you know, we have to start with a quote. But today, I decided to do something a little bit different. Instead of a quote, I wanted to share with you a meme that I saw that says, are you really happy or just really comfortable? And somehow I suspect that might apply to our conversation today. So I thought it was a good one to to bring on. We have an incredible guest for you today. Ursula Menches is a five-time best-selling author, award-winning entrepreneur, and business growth expert. And she will transform the way that you think about scaling so that you can reach your quantum revenue goals with less anxiety and less effort. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so much fun. So the founder of Ursula Inc., as well as an inspirational speaker, author of five business growth books, Ursula specializes in neuro-linguistic programming to help clients double and triple their revenues fast. So She has an incredible full bio, so I encourage you to check it out in the show notes, but I really am just dying to get to the conversation. So Ursula, how are you today? Heather, I am fantastic. I'm thrilled to be here with you and all of your listeners, and I just know there's going to be some really good stuff that comes through today. Oh, I am sure of it. You know, I... I have... We've connected because of a connection, so I just want to, to do a shout out to people who share great resources and wisdom and connections with each other. I want to encourage all of our listeners to to do that, to say, how can I serve somebody? How can I make a connection for someone? Because this, this is what happens from it. So big shout out there. So now I know that your newest book is, is it called Up Level Now, right? Up Level Now. Is that like the best name or so how did you come to name it? How'd you come to write it? Why? Tell us everything. I love that you asked that question because the hilarious part is that I have a disclaimer in the front that says, I know that up level is not a word. Now here's the thing. (laughs) When I was growing up as a kid, um, back in the eighties, seventies and eighties, the, we used to always say, ain't, ain't a word. And I ain't going to say it. I remember that was oh the my thing. Gosh, yes. you know? I hear the chanting in my ears right now. <laughs> that word was not in the dictionary, but guess what it is today. And so what we're putting out into the world is that up level will be in the dictionary someday because people say it a lot. And I, I say it a lot. I was saying it so much, like in, especially in 2020, of course, the word of the year in 2020 was pivot. Remember that? Oh yes. And I, I swore I'd never say it again, except if I say, I'm never going to say it again. That's the only time I'm allowed to say it. So over that, we did that, we pivoted. And then after that, it was like, well, now what, mm. you know, now what we can stay in this. I mean, let's face it. We all know the pandemic for business owners and, you know, was, was rough. I mean, I don't even know if that's the right word. And a lot of, we, I saw colleagues going out of business. We saw people lose so many businesses and people struggling and, and it was, it was rough. And, and yet in, in our community, we just kept telling our clients are like, focus on the up level, focus on the up level. And so that, uh, you know, the book had been kind of coming through. And so finally I finished it and got it out to the world. But the question is, when do you up level, right? When, it, and mm. when do you up level? And the reason it's called up level now is because you do it in a, 
a second. You make the decision to up-level now, not tomorrow, not next week. The decision comes now. And then what comes after that is the domino effect into the next step and the next step and the next step. So oh that's what gosh. really compelled me to write it. It's just, we needed, we need to be focusing on something different and really up-leveling coming out of the pandemic. You know, I, I, there's so many things that I love about this because I am a huge proponent of you make the decision, right? It's, yes. you, have, you have all of these choices. We didn't make a decision to go into a pandemic, but we make a decision with what we do with that. And so that has to start first because, you know, that complacency that we're doing the same thing uh, all the time. No, we've got to make a decision to make a change and make a decision to up level. Oh, that's fantastic. So now that has a lot in there about goal setting. Right. Yeah. So can we start with maybe a secret or a tip that you can share with people? Because goal setting is huge, right? Once you make the decision, then you got to lay it out. Right. Yes. Okay. So many things like this is one of my favorite topics in the world. And it's, I, for me, like I wasn't born in a world where people were like, here's how you set goals and achieve them. That wasn't, you know, and for most people, that's not how we're brought up. Mm -hmm. And so I I studied and I studied, I thought, well, how, how are people successful and why are some people successful and other people seem to just struggle. Mm -hmm. And that was my quest is like, I got to figure this out. I got to, so first it was figuring it out for myself. Like, what is this? And through doing just tons of research, I found that there's some simple secrets to goal setting. And these are going to be things that you've heard before, you know, and you're like, well, I've heard that before, but here's the truth. So the truth is statistically, you are 99% more likely to achieve a goal simply by writing it down. Mm -hmm. 99%. Unfortunately, statistically, while most of us are like, yeah, I totally like, I know that only 10 to 15% of the population writes them down. And typically we write them down around January and then we forget about them. And so I, I'm just on this, this mission to help people really know the importance of writing their goals down, that it's going to help you get there, but just put them on paper, like start there. I've had so many clients tell me like a year later or five years later, you're never going to believe this Ursula. Every goal on my list has been accomplished. Now I will say a couple other secrets. My second book I I believe books are all divine downloads. So I don't take credit for them. I just believe they come in. You got to write them. You got to do it. I love that. My second book is called One Great Goal. Mm -hmm. And I talk about it in up level now because it's it's such important foundational work. And the secret of One Great Goal, this is the secret, how it breaks down, is to write down the top 10 goals that you'd like to achieve over the next 12 months in your professional life. I recommend keeping personal and professional separate so they don't Mm -hmm. get confused. So in the next 12 months, what are 10 goals you'd love to accomplish? Now, over the years, we fine-tuned, we found some hacks that will help you. Number one is to write them in the present tense, or I am in the process of. For example, if you want a seven-figure business, which a lot of our clients do, they want a seven-figure business. I own a flourishing seven-figure business, or I own a business that brings in 1.2 million in annual revenue, to write it as if it's already done. Or if your brain is like, meh, like, I, I don't believe that you're lying to yourself. One of my good friends, Michael Loger said, write it like this. I am in the process of creating a $1.2 million business. So either way, whichever way your subconscious isn't going to argue with you, write 10 goals down, Heather. And then in front of each one, now this is the magic. This mm-hmm. is the one that like, when people get this, it is a game changer. And it's so simple. Put a checkbox in front of the goal. Think about this for a second. And this, this, I had to get a master's degree in psychology. I had to become NLP certified. I had to read like a thousand books to figure this out. So this is the hack. 
think about when you write a to-do list down, like a task list, right? We're programmed, like we're just like, oh, I'm going to put little boxes in front of it. And I'm going to check it off. And it's like that box says to the task, I'm going to get you done. Or really the box says you're already done. Think about that. When you write a task down, you're not like, yeah, if I ever get that done, you write it down, you put a box in front of it because you know you're going to check it off. When you put a box in front of a goal, it shifts your relationship with that goal. I'm telling you oh now. My, no, I could totally see that. The check can make all the difference. And we're trained, and this is really interesting. I, I found this too. We're really trained to number our goals, right? Mm-hmm. It's like number one, you want to do this, number two. Well, your subconscious mind then immediately puts them in order. And often it's not even in an order that makes sense. And so people get stuck. So check boxes. Mm-hmm. And then the last step, and this is one thing, then this is the process. So everyone who's listening, you can totally do this. You start to eliminate your goals. You go backwards. And this is really important because if you look at a list and you're like, well, what's my one great goal? What's most important to me? It's kind of like overwhelmed. There's too many goals, Mm -hmm. but you do this. I'm going to release five of these. So you choose five that you can let go of and you just put a little X in front of them. You're going to get them back, but you're just looking at what's most important. And then you have five left. You let go of one more and another one and another one. You let them go until you have your one main goal left through process of elimination working backwards. Now, here's the secret inside this. When you get that one great goal, Heather, what we often find with our clients is that by focusing on the one great goal, all the rest of the goals on their list are accomplished. Mm. And all of a sudden this, like, it just gives this quantum manifestation speed to achieving people's goals. So there's all the secrets. They're they're not really secrets. They're just hacks and ways to simplify goal setting to get there faster. I love it. It is so cool. And you know, you, you and I, are aligned with you. You bring in some of these manifestation. You, you bring in um, about beliefs, you know, and things like that. So I real I spend a lot of time talking with people about how to release their limiting beliefs. But I know that you have a very effective, unique um, way to look at limiting beliefs that I think my listeners are really going to want to know. Can we talk yeah. about that a little bit? Absolutely. Okay. So. So I mentioned I'm certified in NLP. NLP is neurolinguistic programming. And one of the best things that came out of that for me was training on how to shift and release a limiting belief. Like back in, this was years ago that I first did this training and I still use it today. So sometimes when people will say to me, Ursula, I'm not sure what my limiting beliefs are. And I get that. It's like, I don't even know what I, if I have anything to shift. The fastest way to figure out what it is you need to shift is to create a big goal for yourself. Go through the process, create your one great goal. And then ask yourself, what do I believe about that? Like, what do I really believe about it? Because that'll, if you're being honest with yourself, there's some limiting stuff there. Like a lot of times when our clients want to go from, you know, multi-six figures to seven figures, the limiting belief is there's not enough time, Uh, especially for our our female clients, the ladies we work with. The other thing is I'm going to have to work all the time and I'm already working so much. I can't, like, I can't take on another thing, right? So that's often the limiting belief that pops up. A fast way to clear it a fast way to clear it from your subconscious mind. And ever, there's many different ways to do it. This is our hack. This is our quick way is to write the limiting belief down. So let's say the limiting belief is, uh, I'm going to have to work harder than I've ever worked to cross the seven figure mark. Mm-hmm. You ask yourself, what are three things that are potentially not true about that limiting belief? Mm-hmm. Three things. Usually like it's a little bit of a stretch, but when you dig into it, it's like, well, I know other people who've done it. They don't seem to work all the time. In fact, I know people that have done it and I feel like they're at the spa or I feel like, I think they're at the golf course a lot. And well, if I grew to that point, I would have a team. So 
maybe I wouldn't be working all the time. You just start to poke holes in it. So three things that aren't true Mm -hmm. and like an onion, it just starts to fall apart. And then the third step is to create a new belief. Mm-hmm. And I love, and this is from some of the training I've been in, but I love creating a belief around what I'm choosing. So I am choosing to create a $1.2 million business where I only work 20 hours a week. And I have a team that supports me in incredible ways or whatever it is that you want to say. So this is your new sentence. And this is your new belief. Now to take on a new belief I recommend writing it 20 times a day for 30 days and see what happens. Some do the five by 55 challenge, which is writing it 55 times a day for five days and see where you are at the end of the day. We just want to move it into your subconscious mind. Yes. Okay. And that's the thing, right? Is that beliefs are in, they're often just underneath the surface and we can become aware of them. You know, we can draw them up into our consciousness, but a lot of times they're guiding us without our even paying any attention to it. So I love your system. I love your hacks overall. This is fantastic (laughs) because people can use them. Now in my meme that I quoted um, when we started out, I was talking about comfort, right? And so I know that, you know, there's comfort zone and in danger zone. So talk to me about that and how it relates for you. Yeah. So my fourth book is called the belief zone. And because in, you know, I've been in the coaching world for a long time. I've had a lot of coaches and people would always say like, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Well, I get that. I like, okay, that makes sense. But my question was always, well, where am I going? Like after you leave your comfort zone, where are you going? My scare zone? Like, I don't want to be scared all the time. Like what else is there? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I started to realize that the opportunity like if you're if you're really comfortable but you're not reaching your goals you probably have a belief around that that's not true and so when you go through the belief change process we just talked about you can create a new belief and then you step into a new belief zone so you step out of your danger zone which is being too comfortable and you step into a new belief zone so you don't have to be super uncomfortable you just have to step into a new place where in this new world i believe that I can hold space for a $1.2 million business. I believe I don't have to work hard to do it, right? I like all your new beliefs reside there. And then as you know, Heather, when you start to take on these new beliefs, you can, you feel comfortable and excited about taking those new actions when maybe in the past you wouldn't have. You know, that's really good because I talk about comfort zone, but then sometimes it's scary. It's scary to people. So that's where you'd get in this danger zone. And what you've done is that you've padded it for people with the belief zone because that's where you're supposed to be anyway. But it it it. feels better. It just feels better. And it feels somehow more empowering, I think. Right. It's exactly right. It's exactly what I was going to say. Like you're empowered to be in this new space. So, and you feel, you feel more confident. It's like, oh, I'm in a new belief zone. Yeah, I'm out of my comfort zone, but I'm in a space where I can see the next step that's in front of me. I can see where I'm going. I can see the vision and it's not scary. It's actually safe for my system to get there. And that's what it is, right? It's like when your nervous system doesn't feel safe or it gets overloaded, you're just going to stop. And so having these pieces in place to move from this belief zone to the next belief zone and keep expanding it gives your system time to catch up. Okay. Now, you know, I'm just loving when, when I have a guest on that gives things that people can use 
right away that they can think differently or actually like write down or do. I love it. So I'm going to continue here before I dive <laughs> into any, you know, lessons or whatever, but I want to ask another one. Yeah. How about, do you have a number one secret that you wish all entrepreneurs knew about, I guess, about scaling their business, about yeah. growing? The number one secret. And for a lot of people, this is, it's like, really? So you have to get crystal clear on what you want. Mm. And I mean, crystal clear. And there's a next level to this. So it's one thing to say, oh, I know I want to have a $1.2 million business. It's another thing to take that $1.2 million business and put it on a projections worksheet. And I'll give you an example. So I worked with a client years ago. And when I met her, she was making about a thousand dollars a month in her business, which was, was fine. It's fine where she was. It's not where she wanted to be. She looked at me in the eye and she said, I want a seven figure business. Like, and I hear that a lot, but there was something in the way she said it, that it was like, no matter what I want, a, you know, as she said, what is the first step? Like, what do I have to do? And I said, well, first you got to make a decision, which we talked about. And second, we need to create a revenue model and project out what that business would look like. And she said, like, why? Like, I hate the numbers. And this is where a lot of entrepreneurs go. I hate the numbers. I just like, that scares me. I don't think I can do it. And I said, it's just because you haven't done it before. Once you do it, it's like anything else. You'll know how to create a revenue model. The, she wanted seven figures. I said, what's the most you can see right now? She said a half a million. So the first revenue model we created for her was a half a million dollars. Remember, she's at $1,000 a month. We're creating a half a million dollar revenue model. A lot of business people might say, well, that's a big stretch. Maybe start with 100,000. No. When you know, when you know your business is meant to grow, when you know you're meant for something bigger, just create that level because then you create the space for it, not only subconsciously, but also strategically. Mm -hmm. Within a few months, she had like, she'd already surpassed 44,000 a month, which is what you would be doing if you were building a half a million dollar business. So immediately we created the $1.2 million business and she expanded it from there. Years later, she called me up and she said, Hey, I just wanted you to know I, I had a $700,000 month in November, which historically had been a slow month for her. And I said, wow, congratulations. And immediately, and she said, I had no idea. I have no idea how I got there. And immediately I thought, I go, go pull. I said, pull up your revenue model on her revenue model, $700,000 in the month of November. So this for me, like it's, it's what I'm writing about in the next book, getting the numbers on paper, getting them out of your head, building a real revenue model beyond what you can imagine right now. It's one of the most powerful things you can do because there's something about how it just gets into your subconscious. And of course it's on paper, it's strategic, but you begin to work from that revenue model, whether you realize it or not. And it starts to give you that, that momentum. Mm, I love this so much. And you know what? I also liked the, the question that you helped her through, which is, well, okay, if you can't really believe or conceptualize the 1 million, what's, what can you wrap your head around. Right. right? And right. so that's a, that it's aggressive. It's, it's, you so know, a lot, it's, right. It's a lot, but you can wrap your head around it. Be again, once again, we're not, we don't want to shut down. So that's fantastic. Now, do you have this revenue model in, in any of your books or is it something you just do with your coaching clients or, or is that something that. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't think we have any pictures of like pictures mm -hmm. of it actually, but we talk about it. We talk about it in different ways inside of the books. And sometimes you know, we change our revenue model, we expand it, we change it a lot. So it's different, but we do work with our coaching clients. Like we'll dive into it. 
Oh, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so now I alluded to the question that I always like to ask my guests. Do you have any fear or challenge that you had in the past that you were able to break through, make your way through, and you learned a great lesson from something that our listeners can can really grasp onto? Yeah, such a great question. I love this question. So let's go back to ninth grade. Ursula, (laughs) I couldn't even read a paragraph in front of the room. I had severe, severe um, they call it, there's actually a term for it. It's called glossophobia. You can Google it, which is the deepest fear of public speaking you could ever imagine. And I would dread it for days. It was terrible. And so, you know, there are adults in my life who are like, you're going to have to learn how to speak in front of people because that's what's, you know, that you have to have that skill in the life. So I had this in my head. So it just was like this pushing on me. Like, you've got to be able to do this. Mm. And it was horrible. And I just didn't have the right resources. And I feel like back then too, they're just like, I couldn't Google it. We didn't have Google. Like I could just go look it up. Like, how do I overcome my fear of public speaking? So all I knew to do, Heather, was just to push through something, right? Like you're scared of something, just go do it. So I joined speech theater and I started competing, which was terrible. So I would memorize prose and I would recite it. I consistently received red ribbons. I mean, and I, like what it took to even stand up, it was unbelievable. And some of your listeners I'm sure can relate if you have the fear of public speaking or if you've had this at a deep level. So then I continued to torture myself. I'm like, I've got to get over this. So in college, I uh, decided to major in psychology and communication to fix thyself. Mm-hmm. And in communication, like I, you have to speak in front of people and they videotape you and then you critique each other in front of the class. So it was again, terrible, but started to get a little bit better. Fast forward, I get into the corporate world. I start reading books about it. And I start to realize that this is actually a phobia. Like it's a real phobia. I started to find some people to work with that really helped me, but it wasn't until I started my business and became NLP certified that I started to shift the belief. So NLP at a deep level really helped me, but it's still, it took years to unravel it. And I share the story because a lot of people, when they, now I'm a paid public speaker, I get paid thousands of dollars to deliver a keynote. And when people see me and I share the story, they're like, yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> like, right. I just could go back to ninth grade. Yes. I've overcome that fear. And here, when I look back at it, what's interesting is, is my biggest fear was, was like encapsulated in this gift that I'm supposed, like, I'm supposed to be on the planet speaking. I have a podcast. I speak on stages all the time. I'm constantly training and leading. So, so often the fears we have to overcome, like on the other side of that are our biggest gifts. And I'm so grateful. So for your listeners, like if there's something you're afraid of right now, it's usually because you're meant to move through it. You're meant to overcome that. There's a gift for you on the other side. And I'm sure you talk about that all the time. I love that. That's fantastic. Now, you know, we can hear through the, you know, those of you who are listening to this via audio podcast, you know, you can hear Ursula's passion and her energy. So for those people who are out there thinking, you know, I I want, I want that. Like what lights you up? How do you keep that energy going? This having Mm -hmm. conversations with amazing souls like you, where we know that there's going to be a domino effect out into the world. I mean, I wake up every day and it's like, who am I called to serve? Who can I 
who can hear, like, who, what can I say? What can come out of this mouth today that can serve someone or, you know, shift a limiting belief or give someone a breakthrough for, for me, like seeing our clients or people at a speaking event, seeing them have a breakthrough in a second, like just seeing something shift for them so that they can go live their dream is the, the highest of highest for me. That's what keeps me going. That's fantastic. I mean, what a gift too, to be able to do for a living. What lights you up? <laughs> I encourage all of you to go out there and do it. And I'm sure that there are people right now listening that are like, okay, Heather, when are you going to get to the part where she tells us how to get a hold of her? So can you please <laughs> share with our listeners, you know, if they're excited, how can they get your book? How can they reach you? You have a gift for people. So tell uh. us a little bit more about that. Yes. Thank you for asking. We do have a gift. It's very easy. It's UrsulaInc.co. It's on the homepage. It's our quantum revenue expansion masterclass. It's a three-part class. It's free. And it's focused on taking a quantum leap in your revenue. So if you're at, you know, six figures in revenue, want to go to seven figures or six figures, want to go to multi six figures, or you're just starting out and you want to boost. We talk about three things. One, how to create your quantum revenue container, which we've talked about today a little bit, like how to build that model. Then we talk about how to release those limiting beliefs. So we go deeper with what we talked about today. And then on the third, um, third part of the training, we talk about how, how to really collapse time. I love to say that just collapse time Ooh, and get there that. faster by creating team systems, operations, and pieces that, that get you your time back. So that's on the web. That's on the webpage. We have my books on the website, but I'll tell you, you know, if you Google my name on Amazon, you'll find all of the books there. And a lot of times if you have prime, it's just easier and faster to get the books. And then Heather, we have, of course, the quantum revenue expansion mat, uh, podcast, which pairs with the masterclass. And that's also free. And Heather's going to be a guest on there. We're going to make that happen. So <laughs> Arsula, this is fantastic. And I, you know, I do encourage everyone to go check out these resources. They can really help tremendously. Now it's time for the final parting words of wisdom. Now you've already given nugget after nugget, actionable strategies. Is there, is there some final thing that you really want to make sure everyone walks away with? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for such amazing questions already. And for letting me share um, with your listeners today. Ooh, let me just dive in. Like, um, I just want to see download what's there for your listeners. Yeah. So really, so for, for all of us, it's not too late. Mm. And, you know, whether you're 25 or 95, we make up a lot of stories about, well, I can't do that because of whatever, or it's too late for this, or maybe I passed that. It's not too late to start the business, write the book, marry the love of your life, have the family, like whatever it is for you, it's not too late. Just tune in to what the next step is in front of you and you'll be, you'll be supported. It's there. Keep listening to great, you know, podcasts and shows like you like yours, Heather, like it's just not too late. Just step out. Oh, you know, it's beautiful. I love the words of wisdom, but I also really want to acknowledge that you took a moment for that download. Cause I, you know, that term download, like, so it came through you and I felt it. And I think it's what 
our listeners today really needed to hear. I know it's great for me to hear as well. So thank you so much for your wisdom, for your energy, for your spirit. And um, I appreciate it. And those of you out there who are listening, who are in love with this episode, and you know some people who really need to listen to it, share it with them, you know, be a friend, share it out in the world. And uh, always leave us a review too. We love those. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Thank you.